This episode of the Sunspots Comics Podcast is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. Cryptid Zoo is a t-shirt line uniquely infused with augmented reality and inspired by cryptozoology figures like Bigfoot. It is designed by artist and owner Julian Meyer, and check out the amazing unique shirt designs at cryptidzoo.com. And don't forget to use the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you will get 25% off your shirts. Again, that's www.cryptidzoo.com. If you're looking for a place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where love no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics Town Welcome and hello! You are listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast issue number 103, covering the brand new comic books that we read that came out on Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, April 19th, and this particular podcast has all the bells and whistles. Yes, I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Chris Latore, and joining us again is my trusty sidekick, Justin Jables Latore. What's up, Jables? I'm back. Back. Where were you? I was in Mexico, man. Mexico? Yeah. It was a nice little four-day vacation. Took off from work. Fun. Very nice. Viva la Mexico. <laughs> so yes, you are joining us right here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast, where I recommend to you an amazing list of fresh new comic books that come out every single week. So please just subscribe to us. Just click on subscribe and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Xbox, and Xbox Live at Sunspots Comics. And also check us out on YouTube.com slash Lat. And quick, quickly, three things. Three thingamajigs. If you want to hear someone talk about new comic books and how much they love them, then this year's Sunspots Comics Podcast is for you. Or if you're new to comic books, you're not sure what to get, you walk into a store and you're like, oh, then this year's Sunspots Sunspots Comics Podcast is for you. Or if you've been reading since they invented dirt, like myself, and you just want to save some money and some time, then yes, this year's Sunspots Comics Podcast is for you. Right, Jables? Hell yeah! (laughs) And thank you. Thanks to you, by the way, for doing our blog. It's fun, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, what are you cooking up? What are you working on? Uh, the Logan one still. Um, I mean, I took a week off, so it's kind of... Oh, Mexico, yeah. right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, get on it. We, we need that. But uh, thank you very much for doing our blog. You can follow it on Sunspots Comics. Uh, it's blog.sunspotscomics.com. And follow him on Instagram at... Just Sunspots. One word. Yes, get that Logan one out. And also, of course, thank you to Nick Papa George for doing our amazing Sunspots Comics theme song. Please check him out at facebook.com slash Nicholas Dell Music. The power is within you. <laughs> I relove. <laughs> so, uh, yes. And also, uh, right now, it's free comic book time. Yes, that's right. Get ready. Grab your pencils. Stick your earbuds in closer into your brain. Because here it comes. I'm actually giving away a free comic book right now. Darth Vader, issue number 22 for Marvel Comics, written by Karen Gillan, art by Salvador LaRocca. It's gorgeous. I mean, you got Darth Vader versus a Rancor? You've got Darth Vader on a road to redemption to kind of redeem himself in the Emperor's eyes. And also you got Triple Zero, you have Beatty and 
Dr. Afra, all in there. It's awesome. It's amazing. I'm about to read off a code to you that all you got to do is just go to marvel.com slash redeem, punch in this code, and you will get this free comic book. So first come, first serve. It's Darth Vader 22. Read the code, Justin. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> it is F as in Frank, C as in Charlie, M as in Mary, 22921160, J as in Justin, N8. Yes, coming at your fast flash style, it's FCM2292160J8. So there is the code. The first one to grab that, go to marvel.com slash redeem. We'll get Darth Vader 22 for free. Just for you. Thank you for listening. And also don't forget, follow us on Instagram at Sunspots Comics, because every so often I will be giving away some free comic book codes right there. And of course, let us know, right, Justin? Yeah, yeah, I said last time I was on, like, let Say us know. It again. Let us know on Instagram or whatever. Comment on the thing. Say you got it. And we'll blast you or whatever. I mean, we'll not blast you, but maybe we'll <laughs> shout you out or whatever. But, you know, let us know if you win. Also, we'll just tell people to stop trying to enter the code. So yeah. just let <laughs> us know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. People could just be trying to enter it the whole time. Yeah, so. Yes, and there are still some available out there, but very few if you listen to previous podcasts on the feed. So go get them. Go pl- plug them in. Marvel.com slash redeem. Just punch in those codes. So there you go. like free stuff? Free stuff is the best. <laughs> So let's get into Sunspots Comics Podcast issue number 103, starting out with some stuff that's just floating around in our nerd brains. Yes, that's what that sound effect is for. First thing up in there is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We're less than two weeks away. Did you get your tickets, Justin? No, I haven't gotten them yet, but I will. Are you going to go IMAX 3D or just regular? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I want to shell out the extra money. I mean, I like IMAX 3D, but I I don't see a necessity for it like you do. I do. Plus, they give you that IMAX uh, You Saw It First special ticket. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, they always give out posters and crap, and it's always annoying <laughs> when you're sitting in the regular line, and the rest of those other people in the IMAX line who spent more money have, like, a poster, and you're just like, damn it! And they neener, neener, neener you as yeah, you walk by? Like, they, like, give us the finger as we're passing. And, <laughs> and they're all neener, neener, neener. And I know some of them aren't as big of fans as I am, so it's like, like, damn it. It just hurts an extra, but, you know, whatever. I like that Sun Lord guy. They say. Lord. <laughs> who's, uh, that, whoa, whoa, whoa. who's the rabbit on the, that team? It's <laughs> a very... weird looking rabbit. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm super excited about it. We're two, we're less than two weeks out. I got my IMAX 3D tickets for May 4th at Thursday at 7 p.m. Patsy and I are going to go see it. And we also just went to uh, Disney uh, California Adventure Park and got an up-close look at the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout ride that's opening at the end of May. I'm super excited and can't wait for both. I didn't even see the trailer, but can you tell me what your thoughts were on the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 without telling me any spoiler stuff? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> it's good stuff. I mean, it's a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of fun. It's just Excellent. it's just, just fun. Um, if I start talking about it, I won't It'll stop. Spoil so, it. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what that's what I got from just some of the promo images I've seen. A lot of colors, look, a lot more of colors, colors, right? And I did also grab the Volume Two Awesome Mix soundtrack. It's available now. I grabbed that, and it's great '70s. I mean, rock fun. It's every song you listen to. It just you can almost see certain scenes in your brain, right, as you're listening to it, yeah. like from ELO and. Uh, you know, it's just so many titles that fit in and pair Fox so well. Yeah, Fox on the Run. That's great. But uh, go grab that soundtrack, The Awesome Mix Volume 2 for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It is worth the money. It is super duper good. So uh, what's what's next up? What's on your nerd brain? Maybe you want to give us some some comic book movie, TV news stuff? Yeah. Um, well, the one I, I brought up to you before we started this when we were talking is um, 
a lot of uh, a lot of fixings going on with uh, lock and key. Yes. You know, lock and keys buzzing around in in the the TV movie universe, and um, we uh we actually uh, learned not too long ago that Scott Derrickson, the director of uh, Doctor Strange, oh yeah, he's going to be directing the pilot for a Hulu series. I think is what it's what's going on. Yes, and he's going to be directing the first episode, and then right after that, for a 2020 release date, <gasps> he's going to be jumping back over to Marvel. And and um, directing Doctor Strange two, which is which is freaking phenomenal. I can't wait. Excellent. And you've seen some of his horror related movies, right? You oh, were, yeah. We were talking about Sinister, it before. Sinister is really good. What's the vibe there? What do you get from from um, him as far as his direction ability goes in horror? It's a it's it's a creepy I guess slow build, you know. Okay. And Lock and Key has that sort of slow build mentality. I mean, I know you read the whole series, so you, oh, I loved it. You could you could go all day about that, but um, at least with Sinister, which is the one that I watched. Um, he has that, that mentality, that just creepy vibe, like, through the whole movie. And it, it's fun. I mean, it's a good movie. It's not the best horror movie I've seen in a long time, but it has a really good concept that I thought was just awesome, and he built upon that. Um, he didn't do the second one. The second one wasn't as oh. good. But the first one was significantly better, and actually Moises showed me that movie, and he, he, he was super creeped out, and... It's a really good movie. I well, like maybe it. I'll actually check it out. You know, I don't... It's a good one. It's I got don't Ethan really... Hawke in it. Ethan I like Hawke's Ethan Hawke. He's really good. So... I don't usually give horror a lot of my time, but maybe I will you know for what? that. There's some horror movies I should give you that I've watched recently that are really good movies. Just just as as far as film goes, I mean, I'll give you some. But we can thank Harrow County, honestly, and like uh, my friends at My Haunt Life and their podcast oh for kind of getting me a little more into horror. Those so. creepy guys. <laughs> but I also read that um, that they've been in sort of development hell since 2011 for, for Lock, Lock and Key. Key so yeah. it's nice. I mean, they had that full developed. First issue that even you told me the people at Collider yeah, they, got to see the full yeah, they, pilot, um, right? Yeah, there, there was some people from Collider. They were talking about this not too long ago, and uh, they actually they there was a con that they actually screened the pilot episode the whole for, thing. Yeah, yeah, which never actually to the public came out. Only a trailer. That's all we have of this. Which is the a trailer. trailer is amazing. You can yeah. still see it. Just type in lock and key trailer. Came out in 2011. There's like noticeable, recognizable actors and actresses in this. Yeah, you got uh, whoever the guy's name. I think is I don't know Nicholas something from from Terminator Three. Oh yeah, um, he played like uh, the guy in um. He played that yellow bastard too. Yeah, in, uh, he played yellow in bastard in Sin City. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, but the, you know, there's I think Jesse McCartney is in it, which is funny. Like he's <laughs> yeah. a, um. But yeah, it's uh, I'm excited for it. I mean, if they just if they stuck with the feel of the trailer, I would be head first into this thing. I would I would be ready. But I, I think Scott Derrickson's gonna come in and change a little bit. It's gonna be fun. Um, I'm I'm excited. I, I I've never read the full series. I read a smattering of issues because you would you know hand them to me. But uh, seems like like it's ripe for a series it's for for a lot of reasons that I won't get into. But it it looks fun. Yeah, I can't wait, and I, I wanted to get out of that development hell it's been in since 2011. So Lock and Key, Hulu, I uh, can't wait. It's exciting, and I mean, he's the, the director of, of Doctor Strange is, t- is taking the helm here. That's exciting stuff, and I hope Hulu does it right. It very much feels like a rated R treatment, so I hope they kind of give it that. I'm not sure how Hulu does that in regards <laughs> to ratings, but um, really super excited. So that's definitely floating around in our nerd brain. What's some other comic book movie TV news? There's been a couple of trailers. Or yeah. maybe well, Krypton. Yeah. So you actually <laughs> sent that that trailer to me. I actually never watched it, but there was a Krypton trailer that I guess was leaked 
or maybe it was a fake fan trailer. I don't, I don't know. If but it was a fan trailer, that'd be the most amazing fan trailer yeah. ever. I, well, I, I didn't watch it, so I mean, you might be a little bit. But yeah, I didn't see that that trailer because oh, it's um, gone from everywhere now. Yeah, but there, so there was a Krypton trailer for for a show that's coming out called Krypton. That's based off of the the planet that Superman's from through sci-fi through the sci-fi channel. Um, and there was a trailer on a website. I think it what was the website that it was on. Um, it was on like comingsoon.net. Yeah, which yeah. is like a not you know credible whatever. But anyway, <laughs> it, he sent me this this link and I went and actually checked on it the next day and it was just disappeared. So I, I don't know what happened with that. Describe the trailer. What happened in the trailer? It was amazing. It looked definitely high end. It was it was living in the world that Man of Steel in that same sort of visual tone as with Man the, of Steel. The crazy flying thing. Yes, and everything had that weird brown tone, and there was a lot of sort of organically growing armor. It looked very much like that. I remember seeing Candor for a second in a blue bubble, a miniature Kryptonian city. It looked just high end. The special effects looked amazing. I was really impressed. And it was these flashes, of course, of these dramatic elements that just really looked polished and finished and well acted. I was like, I had the chills watching it. <laughs> and I watched it like five times. And then now it is gone from everywhere. You can't find it. Yeah, we, we searched it like... We Googled it. We looked it up on YouTube. Everything afterward, and we could not find it. It was it was weird. If someone um, can find it, would you send it to us? <laughs> I mean, if you find it, you know, don't like you know blast it or anything. <laughs> You're you <know>. in trouble. <laughs> yeah, send it directly to us. Our emails: Chris, Chris or Justin at sunspotscomics.com. <laughs> Shh, we'll keep it quiet. We promise. But yeah, there was there was also another one which also I haven't seen. I gotta go watch this one. It was Cloak and Dagger for the Freeform um, uh, network. So. That's that's uh, those are superheroes I'm not familiar with, but that's gonna be a little TV show that's going on. Um, you watched it? What, what, did, what do you think? Yeah, it's a Marvel TV series, and uh, it's definitely of the younger sensibility. Feels very feel teen like drama to it. And Cloak and Dagger, uh, Cloak is uh, this man that has this strange cloak and sort of teleport teleport in between and in and out of this dark universe. And he uses his powers in a unique sort of strange way. And then Dagger can create like sort of hard light elements uh, from the comics. And she can create like, you know, solid light daggers and so on. But they're really going young on it. They're really, it's a real teen element, um, kind of a, a interracial relationship sort of thing. They're very young, you know, mm -hmm. and there's just a lot of that tone there. And I, I got a sense from the trailer that it was a lot of that. The forbidden relationship, you know, some of that, Romeo that uh, and Romeo and Juliet, yes, the, and that's what that's sort of the tone, but set in a kind of CW, very young teen look, is what well, I got from. I mean, not CW, CW is DC, so. right? But it had that look and feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. What's no, the yeah, network doing it? I don't remember. Freeform. 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 Yeah. Freeform. Uh, I'm not too sure who they're connected with, um, but obviously it's coming from directly from Disney because they own the rights, so. Um, I, I got a feeling it's connected with like ABC or something like their their like brainchild or their daughter mm -hmm. channel or whatever. But okay. I, I think it's an online series strictly for streaming. Oh really? I, I, I don't I don't think it's uh, it's premiering. I, I'd have to look up and do a little bit more research. But Freeform I don't know if it's a if it's a channel on TV. But if whatever. But uh, the last part on on at least for movie nerdy movie news. Um, is the Star Wars trailer. I'm a little late for this. This the came Last out actually Jedi. Yeah, this came out before I left for Mexico, like the day of that I was leaving and, and I was pooping and I watched this on the <laughs> toilet cuz we were leaving, man. I had to poop before we left, you know. And, and so and and there were some some things said that like vocally, my ears? No, I close vocally my ears? made me audibly gasp and like yell. 
and uh, people who were waiting for me to get out of the bathroom <laughs> were say extremely confused. You're audibly gasping and yelling in the restroom in <laughs> yeah, Mexico? Thought, no, this is, was this was before, before left we left Mexico. Oh, man, what a signal that's sending out. <laughs> I, put that in your mind, everyone. Theater of the mind. But so, I haven't watched it, of course. I already said on issue 103, I'm not watching it. Imagery, the imagery of, of this freaking trailer was just phenomenal. I, I'm going to explain one, so you might want to plug your ears. No, no explaining. Uh, just give me the feelings. Just, well, no, yeah. It, there, there's a scene. It's from the island from at the end of... Uh, I'm already plugging my ears. It's not even... Okay, whatever. It's it's like a two-second image of the island that Luke is on, and they're, they're on sort of like this, like, this, like... Describe it. Island, you know, and 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 you could see the silhouettes from very far away of Ray training, and Luke uh, like watching uh, over her like a Yoda figure. You said too much. It was phenomenally awesome, and my dad is literally plugging his ears <laughs> right now. Just from that. But I mean, it's like the most downloaded trailer of all time. It's breaking records. It's crazy. It's on, like I said, it's on. If you go to like Geico.com to adjust your insurance. There's a the the last Jedi trailer is playing on the right hand side. You can't get away from it. It's everywhere. I think you're just going crazy. Just watch the damn thing. It's or not I need that a, bad. Or I need a pop up blocker. So I need a better pop up. Yeah. It's everywhere. But I, th uh, I think you're going a little nuts, man. You no, might just need to on. just watch it. You know, get it over with. It's not that bad. You can watch this one and don't watch the next one because this is the teaser. Yeah, all right. This is this is just the teaser. Right. The, the full trailer is gonna come out in maybe another month or so. That's the one you don't want to watch. That's the one I'm probably not gonna watch. I'll probably Do you remember it. the teaser from episode seven with the single piano notes? Yeah. Ding, ding, and how that yeah. was. Oh, I still get chills. Yeah, that was from that. that. This was is so basically good. equivalent to that because there was no story revealed. It was a lot of just imagery and music, imagery. and it was be it was beautiful. I loved the whole. All right. Thing. Well, I'm, I'm, the world and you are talking me into to seeing this. So if I do, I'm going to give it just the. Just check it out. Just give it a try. I'll watch Plug it on my lart, like my big screen. Like yeah, I'll watch it and and give it the full treatment to give it's it like that. It's like a one minute thing too. It's real short. Good. So, but I I, like I said, I was pooping when I watched it, and I freaked out <laughs> a little bit on the toilet. So. <laughs> Well, another thing on my nerd brain uh, moving on is uh, that Paul Chadwick, he's the uh, writer and author of an artist for a comic that I loved called Concrete. Go look up Concrete. It's on Comixology. You can get it in shops everywhere. It's this beautiful tale of this strange, almost thing-like creature that was made of, of concrete and sort of a questionable beginnings. He doesn't really know how what his, what his own origin is, but he's sort of wandering the world trying to be a good person, but it's a very deep character piece, and I really love it. It's Concrete by Paul Chadwick. Well, he's coming back to comics. He had like a four-year hiatus for what reason we don't know. Uh, he sort of left for a while, but he's coming back. He's doing this new title that uh, is is called Best Wishes. I, I can't wait to read this. It's uh, He's partnered up with writer uh, Mike Richardson, and Paul Chagra is going to be doing the art on it. And it's kind of like if you throw a coin into a well and make a wish... Uh, I guess they're actually coming true and how that's affecting people though is in a deep sort of strange way and it's affecting people's relationships etc and so it's really like a deeper more adult look on if your wishes could come true by throwing coins into a well but uh, I'm so excited to hear Paul Chadwick is back he needs to be doing more comics he's done a ton of art on a ton of things even like Swamp Thing comes to mind and Why the Last Man there's another one yeah. Paul Chadwick did so for a while that, actually. oh it's, it's, it's glorious but um, best wishes to him, Paul Chadwick, and uh, writer Mike Richardson. I can't wait to read it, and it, it just it's going to be exciting. It's, it looks like it's going to be Dark Horse is doing it, and it's going to come out in November. So I'm super excited about that. It's definitely floating around in my nerd brain. That's Paul Chadwick is back. His art is glorious. Check out Concrete. And the last thing on my nerd brain is that I'm writing a comic called Zombie Destroyers. 
<laughs> just looked at what him for no reason. Say? I wanted you to do a zombie noise. I was like, Ugh. you're supposed to. Do like, oh, you're, I was in my own head. Sorry. All right, give me a zombie. Ready? Here we go. Both of us. Ugh, brains. <laughs> nice. I'm writing. I'm doing the coloring and lettering. My friend Jordan Hudson's doing his beautiful art. Please check out Jordan's Instagram at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. His art is beautiful. Thank you so much. Check out our site, zombiedestroyers.com from time to time. We've posted four little sample pages of it so you can put your eyeballs on it. And just a quick Zombie Destroyers update. Jordan's actually reworking page 21, and it's a very bold layout created by myself. And I can't wait to see what it looks like, but it's a ton of sort of out there, unique sort of shaping panels and cuts. So I'm really, it's really bold. It's really uh, something that's just going to kind of wow you this particular page. So it's page 21. I'm super excited. There's a lot on it. We're hoping to end here on page 30, 32 and release it maybe in the summer to get issue number one of Zombie Destroyers out there. So I'm super excited about it. I'm very humbled and I'm just chasing the dream and I love it and I'm super excited about it. So check out zombiedestroyers.com. Another, time thing, time. another thing actually on the nerd brain that I we've been talking about for a little bit. I thought I'd just throw this in. Just sure. whatever. Um, <laughs> we've actually been dabbling on releasing another podcast for, uh, for the Sunspots uh, comics banner. Um I've been talking over some ideas with my buddy Moises, and uh, he's interested in it. And um, tell him the concept of your, I, this podcast. I, I kind of want to keep that a secret until we hammer it out a little oh, more. Okay. Actually, good. So it's um, in development. It's yeah, in I mean, it, it, it's it's a very good concept. I, I like it. Um, but you just wanted to announce maybe something's come down the pike. Uh, we're uh, we're excited about it. I you know I'm just sort of getting my studio together. I you know I just got a mic and whatnot. So. Uh, we'll probably be announcing that pretty soon. I'll probably do whatever once we once we start getting recording and figure out the the, the details and stuff, and then we'll probably release it uh, the first couple episodes on the Sunspots Comics thing, and then maybe branch off to our own thing and whatnot. But it will be underneath the Sunspots Comics banner um, coming soon. So keep an eye out for that. Um, let us know if you guys are excited about whatever and whatnot. So. I can tell without spoiling that sort of conceptually it's going to be something that I think is a little unique, a little different in the podcasting realm, and uh, I'm super excited about it. So you pitched it to me. I liked it. I said, sure, let's let's run with it. So I'm hoping you and your partner, Moises, kind of hammer it out a little bit and figure out what you're going to do. And like I said, get your development Schedule stuff wise. together. Yeah. Schedule-wise is probably the biggest thing we got to figure out right now. But, yeah. you know. So looking to expand the family of Sunspots Comics, and I appreciate you you joining in the in there and getting your friend involved. So yeah. very cool. So hey Moises, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so also just a quick uh, segment mention of spotlighting. We have a little segment here that we actually spend some time on trying to bring some interviews and some talks and some information about up and coming comic book artists and creators or even you know comic book creators and artists and things that are doing it right now so spotlighting is there we have a uh, a great uh, team from the comic book called blood and dust from action lab danger zone i've been mentioning it and kind of hyping it up that it's coming very soon the uh, the writer michael martin and adam orndorf are joining us maybe even artist raymond lee he's got kind of another artist uh, roy allen martinez so i'm hoping that um, potentially we have five people on the podcast at once which would be crazy Holy crap. <laughs> yeah but it's coming very soon and again, Action Lab Danger Zone title, Blood and Dust. It's it's Old Man Logan set in vampire style. And I absolutely love it. It's this American vampire that is being terrorized by people in his in his city. And he just wants to sort of be left alone with his vampire family and van- 
vampire grandkids and it's just a lot of fun and really spooky and, and beautiful visuals so that's coming very soon thank you guys uh, there at blood and dust for hanging with me we'll, we're just trying to hammer out our schedules and we'll get that on very soon so if you, you yourself are someone that works or trying to get into comics or you're an independent comic book creator of some sort we want to shine some sunspots com comics love to you and support for all you struggling creators like myself and do what we can to help them and get your comic books out there. So if you're a writer, artist, colorist, letterer, doesn't matter. Just send your uh, review work to me, to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Or of course, just message me on all the social media at sunspotscomics. So now on to my favorite part of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is our reviews. Our comic book reviews and recommendations where we pick our favorite comic books for New Comic Book Day Wednesday, April 12th. And of course, semi-spoilerish alert. Ring the bell. <laughs> ring. <laughs> ring. I got comments on your bell ringing. Oh yeah, God. they're just like, oh my God, when Justin rings the bell, it's hilarious. Why does he go ring, ding, not like ding, 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 or ring, ding, ding. It's, like, <laughs> it's the first noise that comes to my head, right? <laughs> right we got to work on that. It's a bell, not a horn, okay? <laughs> but anyway, semi-spoilerish alert. We really don't even talk about the last couple of pages we don't talk about every interesting point we just try to give you the gist we try to get you we try to persuade you we're trying to just use our powers of persuasion for you to just be inspired and go and get these comic books at your local comic book do shop. it do it this is the good stuff <laughs> we only pick the best of the best but just in case you have been warned semi-spoilerish alert and to see everything that we're pulling and that we're reading and we're grabbing and picking it's all there on sunspotscomics.com i update it every single week i'm up to 148 titles that i'm reading and that's <laughs> a lot and just click on top comic books to see the all the top picks of the week since all the way back and also uh, you can click on pull list there to see everything that is pulled that week and all of my titles are on my permanent pull list but I update it, I compact it, I simplify it every week. It's a very simple, easy website to breeze through and see my cataloging of all my favorite comics. So please check it out, sunspotscomics.com. So this week, Justin, who is our art winner? Let's go over our art winner and our cover artist winner. We agreed on this person. Who is our number one artist winner this week? Artist or cover? Which one did you want to do? Artist. Artist? Um, well, uh, for the art winner, I picked Jeff Shaw from God Country. Number four. Easy winner. I picked it too. It was absolutely freaking beautiful. Um, Tell them about just the opening page. The, the, single, the, the, the single splash was freaking nuts. It looks like he's carrying a lightsaber a little bit, which is cool. Um, <laughs> I got 12-foot lightsaber. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, apparently, um, Emmett is in hell. Uh, hell? Hell! Um, yeah, he's in hell. Metal! <laughs> he's in hell, um, and hell just looks like a desolate farmland. That with like ghost horses and like birds and whatnot, but right off the like bat, in blue. Yeah, yeah. There's no fire or brimstone or anything, or at least they're not in this area. And uh, there's some crazy monsters and whatnot. Some giant spiders, which are like my right. worst fear. Of is all it time. a giant rabbit or is it just <laughs> the perspective of the camera in this opening sequence? But to me, I think it's a giant it, rabbit and yeah. giant spiders. It looks huge. Anyway, it's freaky. Um, so just just the art alone. There's a lot of a lot of brush strokes, like watercolor. Oh, yes. Little, um, there's a lot of speckle painting. Yes. Like, reminds me of Jason Sean Alexander. Shout oh, out yes. to him. Real good artist. Um, beautifully, beautifully done. Facial expressions were just nuts. Right. The colors of the sword coming off the sword, like this, like, rainbow-colored smoke from, like, the mouth of the, yeah. of, of the sword. We've never seen that. Rainbow-colored smoke. They're like smoke bubbles, too. Yeah, it was nuts. And, and you know, just the, just the, the sheer 
like darkness mixed with the color coming off of the sword just makes a real good contrast for that and it's beautiful there's a wolf beautifully drawn yeah even the emotions on the wolf's face you're like yeah. he's selling all these emotions with the eyes it's insane yeah and and there's some zombies oh well yeah there's some zombies <laughs> but we'll get into the the rest of the logistics of the book but just art wise beautifully done it just it reminds me of i don't know like like i said jason sean alexander yeah, comes immediately to mind uh, yeah just just beautiful yeah, the speckly look of it, the dark tones, the, all of the dark blues and greens, the watercoloring effect. It's uh, top-notch, hands-down, easy art winner this week is our pick, Jeff Shaw. It's Thank you so much. It's different, too. You know, it's not, it's not, I think the reason why I picked it yeah, was... Yeah, look at his panel cuts, like, yeah, in the center page it's, there. It's, um, it, it has, I don't know, a different feel to it. It doesn't feel, like, I don't know, mainstream superhero comic-y. It, it's got, like, a, a very different darker tone to it that I've I've only seen in a couple artists. Yeah. It's real fun. One of the little attention to details that when the villain's sitting on this throne of death, right, there's sort of these little squiggle marks, almost musical notes slash butterflies slash you're not really sure what they are, but it gives off like that, that for some reason his throne seat has like a sound coming out of it. <laughs> And I thought that is unique and different, and you got to put your eyes or, on that. Or it's just really dirty. Yeah. Or they're moths. They're like moths flying off of it. But uh, I just love the little attention to details here on this sort of bone throne that he's sitting on. But bone throne. Yeah. Right. It's just. <laughs> It's gorgeous. And uh, cover art winner this week, we also agreed on. I love yeah. it when it comes together that way. Yeah, we were looking through them. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. We were looking through all the comics, and we were just like, damn, like they're all real good. And then yeah. all of a sudden, just like he slaps one down on the table, and we uh -huh. just go, oh, yeah, that's Winner, it. Winner, easy. Yeah. And it's <laughs> Batman 21. It's artist Jason Fabok, or Fabok. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I just followed him on Instagram, actually. I should know this. this you know, I feel bad. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> but it's it's iconic and beautiful. So you have, basically, in the Batcave, which I love that sort of background of the Batcave, right? You have Batman standing there and the Flash standing there, and they've lightning spliced them together. It looks like... It all, it, it, I don't know if it's a lightning bolt, but it, uh, maybe. Like a it, tear. It almost. almost looks like somebody tore two comics yeah. and then like tried to tape them together. It, it's really interesting. So one, the left side has Batman holding the Watchman pin with the blood on it. And the right side of the comic has the Flash holding the Watchman pin with lightning coming off of him. And it's just very beautiful. Like, you can tell yeah. the difference of the heroes and, like, I guess positivity and, and negativity. It always comes up with Batman. It's weird. Yeah, the duality um, of yeah. positive and dark, yeah. And um, just freaking nuts. The bats in the back. You got the, yeah. the, the bat computer, which is so iconic for some reason yeah. to me. Um, Multi-screen. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had that computer is right. pretty much what I'm saying. Um, it was nuts. And that issue, again, is it, it, it starts with the cover and just gets fantastically better. Yeah. So, but it's symmetrical. It's a clean cover, right? It's poster worthy. It's just simple. Definitely. It's not uh, too much to look at, etc. And talk about just getting you excited for what's the, the content of the comic. It does it so well. So Jason Fabic, hats off. Definitely the art cover winner this week easily. Hands down. And the breakdown. How many comics were there this week, Jables? It, well, there was 32 comics. Holy crap. Woo 32. And how many of them made it to the great list? 12. 12 of them made it to the great list. Excellent. It is less than that 50%, which is a little bummer, but 12 out of 32, not bad. Well, there were so many damn com Like, we kind of had to <laughs> kind of have to narrow it down. We can't be reviewing 20 comics on this thing. I mean, eventually, I think you might do it. I hold myself um, to no number. I don't know the if I'm going to be greats. on that, that podcast. <laughs> that might be a little too much for me. Um, 
But it was a good week. It was very yeah, good. It was solid, solid week. And I was looking at my entire pull list, which started more than 32, and I really had to kind of pay attention to some of those two thumb down reviews that I had and kind of cleared out a few. So as you know from the past, I only talk about the good stuff, but you can see my pull list and you can put together that what's dropped off and it's there and I did have to drop a few, but not many. There were I could not get rid of a ton, hence 32 pulls this week. <laughs> and of the new number ones, there were five and three of them made it to the great ones list, which is excellent. So we'll be discussing those shortly. So let's get into it. Justin, you ready? Let's do it! Alright, let's get into the top comic book recommendations this week. This is our Great Ones list, folks. For the comics that came out, New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, April 19th. We consider these the best of the best of the best. With honor. <laughs> the Great Ones of the Greatest. The men in Black. Right, and we only discuss the, the greatest of the great uh, and recommend them to you. So, on to the countdown. So, here we go. Coming in at number 12, Jables, what do we got? Number 12, which I disagree with this number in ranking, but um, <laughs> it is much higher. Invincible, number 135. Yes. Um, this is my hands down my favorite comic book today right now. Like this is the best. So part three of twelve, which is the end, the end of all things, is no! the name of the run. Which uh, it hurts my feelings it a hurts little bit. Your soul, <laughs> our souls, it does, right? Yeah. So it was written by Robert Kirkman, obviously. The uh, Kirk, as I call him. Yeah. <laughs> Pencils and ink by one of my favorite artists working today, Ryan Otley. Um, just fantastic stuff. Um. Uh, all right, well, yeah, getting into the colors, colors yeah. yeah, by Nathan Fairbairn. Which he did the art for a while, too, so yeah. it's definitely a partnership together. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. you, well, can't, you, can't we easily say that this is Robert Kirkman's best written comic book? I mean, you could, there's an argument you could say that Walking Dead is, but I would disagree. I mean, I love Walking I Dead. I agree with your disagreement. <laughs> I, I love Walking Dead for what it is, and, and I've fallen off just a little bit just because I, of the negativity of the book, I think. is It's sort of just kind of got a hold of me. And, um, Lack of hope sometimes. Yeah, I mean, w with the whole jump in ten years, just sort of, just jump the shark. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, it's still the same book. It's just like I, ten years. Like, come on, dude. Like, I, I, I think be Kirkman's better than that. But anyway, Invincible is by far my favorite book of his, um, just because it is such a roller coaster of emotions and just fantastic character work and. I, the art is fantastic. There's color in this one besides Walking Dead, which is a big, that's a big, big deal. deal. So yeah, um, I, I categorize this one simple way, right? Like if I look at my just my breakdown of my favorite picks, the great ones list over time. Invincible Walking been, Dead yeah. has been sprinkled there, so it's been a really good, but only on occasion great. Invincible almost every time it comes out, it's a great. It's on the list. Yeah, I, I, like I said, character work, man. You just care for these people a little bit more than you do with Walking Dead. Like I honestly like. When you think of The Walking Dead, I can give two shits about Rick anymore. Like once he, I, I, Kirkman said it's never gonna end until Rick dies. So, anyway, the so, gist. Give us the gist so yeah, of one thirty-five. This is uh the beginning of the war. They're they're sort of gathering all the planets together to get ready to fight the Viltrumites. The that's led by led by Thrag, the crazy guy who killed Battle Beast. Um, who still wears him yeah, wears on his, his body? Yeah. <laughs> it's just nuts. And he's got all his little illegitimate, you know, children running around, With flying around, half, destroying half stuff. lotus uh, yeah, kind of locust. grasshopper planet where they they age really quickly. Yeah. So he has all these teenagers, yeah. Viltrumites, that are fighting for him. Yeah. So. It sort it sort of starts off with like destruction of a planet. They're just tearing crap up, and then um, there's a part with like an alien's head just like decapitated, and the face is freaking <laughs> ridiculous. Right. Um, 
just to set the tone of the beginning of the book. Yeah, you know? just red butt blood splattering everywhere. It's they're flying through their their opponents, <laughs> not yeah. even stopping, just with their fists, just flying through them, and they explode into, you know, this blood splattering effect. It's crazy. <laughs> And it's just basically, yeah, them kind of marauding through other planets, right? Yeah. And I, I thought some of them gave up a little too easy. Like, when they did get to the Battle Beast planet, they were kind of like, uh, oh, yeah, no, no, you can have it. <laughs> you killed Battle Beast. <laughs> like, oh, damn it. Like, yeah, He's our best. Yeah. So we're just not going to waste time. <laughs> I was a little disappointed by that, but I still, I, it kind of makes sense. The Battle Beast was their best of the best. Remember going thinking back into whatever the issue that, that was? It was like 115 oh between Battle Beast and Thrag. It was just uh, two issues of hardly any any words, any dialogue whatsoever of that massive of, battle. There was a lot of red in those issues. Oh, yes. There was just blood. A lot of red in those ledgers. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, you go back to another planet where Mark and um, I guess the, the coalition of planets are trying yeah. to, I guess very Star Wars-esque, trying to transport some stuff. Yes. And then... Um, Trade the, embargo. Yeah, yeah, so the, the Viltrumites, they end up taking out that ship, but you know, uh, Adam Eve comes in and saves them, and then they're just sort of like patrolling this planet, trying to help this planet out, but fight the Viltrumites, the Viltrumites, and then, you know, Mark jumps on this one guy and just totally annihilates him but the only thing that kind of sucks we don't get to see that <laughs> we want to see that fight <laughs> i mean it doesn't look like there was too much he didn't take too much damage but you know so they take they take down the viltrumites on this planet and uh from here it looks like they're gonna take this guy prisoner so who knows yeah. what's gonna happen from are they that gonna point? torture him are they gonna you know guantanamo bay uh they're gonna <laughs> water torture driplets to him to get some info but uh, there's a little side story of two of, of this character that's searching for the Viltrumite sort of main base. And so there's some information that, that's there. I also like, I have to note that Adam Eve, which I went back and grabbed uh, her own little, that, that two-shot she did, yeah. the origin of Adam Eve. And I, I brushed that off uh, in the past and I went back and actually read it and it was really good. It's just like Invincible presents Adam Eve. And it's just two issues and it's her origin. And it shows like about how the, the laboratory she was created in and sort of the government conspiracy behind it. And how she was born and how they wanted to almost Star Wars like hide her with a couple of just regular mortal parents that believed that it was their daughter. I thought that was really interesting. That's just her origin. But go back and grab that. It was like 2011, I think. It was like six years ago. It was the origin of Adam Eve. I think they wanted it as an ongoing series, but they only did two issues and it was done. But I like how they've sort of brought her power level up. You notice that? Yeah. An area of sort of tension and fear was that Adam Eve's going to get killed at like any second. Oh, well, yeah. That's sort of always been like a big In the back of your mind, right? Yeah, like, oh, like she's not strong enough, but like... Now? She is strong enough, man. Right, like, because of something that happened in that previous uh, issue yeah. uh, to her end, Mark. And oh, boy, remember? that was remember? like the... I, I don't want to spoil it, but Oh, man. my God. I like nearly cried when I read that thing. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Go was, back in a couple issues. Yeah, I think uh, it's like three or four issues back. Oh, 133, my if I, my memory serves right, to what happens to her as to why her powers sort of double is amazing. And and uh, very Kirkman like bring moment. It up, man. <laughs> but I like that they she's much stronger now. You're not so scared that every second someone's just gonna blast her head right off, right? Because oh, yeah. that's part of the fear. Yeah. But it is that war gathering. It's really good. So jump on to the end of all things here. Invincible, best superhero comic right now, in my opinion. Um, it's just always been a top pick on my lists. 
It's amazing and it's sad that it's ending. I'm going to even go back and get that Adam and Rexplode yeah. one or two issues they did. Did you read that? No, I never read that one. I'm going to go get that. One, but, um, I just want to absorb everything because it's going away. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't read at, at least the, the first couple issues of this comic, jump on. Do it. No matter... I, I, I see this jumping across so many different like boundaries of, of, of people. Like This could be... I don't know. The, one of the greatest comic books I've ever read. I mean, yeah. from this point on. Yeah. Buy the first trade, find it Be somewhere, hooked. borrow it from somebody. I don't know. <laughs> Just check out the first couple issues, and I guarantee you, you'll enjoy that book. Yeah, and, and it's like heroin. It, it, trust me, you're going to just want to mainline it all and read every single issue. Oh and there are um, omnibus for it. Omnibuy, go get them. They're amazing, but uh, invincible. Can't say enough. It's and the show's like, coming out soon. Right, well, uh, developing. Uh, they're in development. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Yeah. So, the show is in development. I'm hoping for a movie. I know. I'm, I, I want I movies. I don't want TV. Have, I think I'd rather have like an HBO-style show. I know. The younger people want an ongoing with 13 episodes. They Us could, older they, folks want a movie. Give me two hours, and I'm good. <laughs> See, but like, uh, I mean, yeah, so it could, it, it'd have to be like a three movie series for it to be sure, like real good. Sure, do trilogies. But like, at the same time, think of it like Game of Thrones, like long form storytelling. You could get through the whole run of the thing and then it ends, just yes. like, the, like the book. But you don't feel like if you could cut 43.5% of Game of Thrones out, it'd still be amazing if it were in just a movie format, three hour movies like Lord of the Rings? I don't know. Everything about Game of Thrones is, is really good. Yeah, I know. There's just some, <laughs> there's some filler in there. I, I, I would say that about The Walking Dead. I can guarantee I, if they were, if they they could take out two or three episodes per season, that I would I would be completely happy about that. But well, we could go on a with, big TV with, versus yeah. movie thing tangent <laughs> all day long. But um, anyway, get invincible. It's amazing. You're gonna love it, and you're gonna thank us, and you'll be happy. And coming at number eleven on the countdown is Daredevil. This is written by Charles Soule, and this is art by Mark Lamming, who's a new artist. Um, you said you liked the other artist prior. I was really excited and was really kind of well, refreshed by it was, this. It was a different feel. The, um, I feel like the art cleaner. The, the artist from the previous issue would have helped this story a little bit more with this issue. Um, this whole dream sequence that the Purple Man is putting Matt in would have been looked awesome with that other artist. It was it was real fun. I mean, the, the other artist had good. like a real um, simple yeah. and uh, much more like in the shadows look. There was this is very like in the bright, in the light, yeah. all, a ton of more lines, a lot more intricate, right? Yeah, very mean, different. There's style. definitely more lines. I, I can agree with you there. The colors, I think, with the other style of art, I think the colors of this book would have made that art look way better. Just because I don't know, it, it, it seemed a little too neat for me. I needed it. I don't know. I, I just enjoyed the other art. So when it switched, I was just a little, a little, I don't know, boggled. Right. It was a little jarring, yeah. they say, right, when you go there. But I, it's the same color team, by the way, of Miroslav Merva and Matt Miller. So think, I just think you got to see different, style, a different, a different gear yeah. for the colorist, too. I think that's exciting for them. They like, oh, cool, we could change it up, you know, because it's yeah. very. The other artists had much lived in the shadows, and it was it was less color, less color. This is a lot of it color. Served, it served Daredevil so well, though. It, I, I I don't know, it, but besides the art, this this book was it was one of my favorites this week. Yes, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this book, and seeing the Purple Man come to life. Yes, I've actually never read anything with the Purple Man in it, oh. but um, I, with the Jessica Jones series, I was just reading it in David Tennant's voice. It was awesome. <laughs> Great, and and um. Because that's what the core of this is. It's, if, it's just Man. Daredevil versus Purple Man. The psychological fight. It's it's not even really a physical fight. It's all psychological. And there's one thing you sort of learn about Daredevil that I've I, I don't think I've ever really noticed and appreciated is that deep down in this guy he is a 100% a hero. Yes. Think of it like this. Like okay, 
One he's of the a, simplest designs yeah. of heroes, yes. He's He is a lawyer by day, a defense lawyer by day, who tries to defend the innocent, and then he's a superhero by night. Like, this guy is 100% of his time defending people. 24-7. 24-7. Like, this guy is the most dedicated hero in the Marvel Universe, I would think. He yeah. is 100% dedicated to defending people. And it's, it's awesome. And, and, I mean, you get a little bit of a story because he's not a lawyer right now. You get how he sort of feels disconnected from who he is and whatnot. And you sort of he sort of redeems himself with this battle of, of between the Purple Men. Yeah. And it's just a great issue. Psychologically just insane. You get all these different daredevils in his mind fighting each other. And outfits, which is great. Yeah, you get the you get the, the original black Frank Miller suit fighting, you know, like a red tuxedo daredevil. It was fantastic. Yes. Love this book. I normally, my eyes roll when I hear about dream sequences, too. I'm like, uh-oh, but well, not this. Yeah. This was just really good. And interesting that Charles Soule, the writer, is an actual attorney. So he must miss doing some of the lawyer stuff. And I kind of do. I, you know, Because you know, it seems to have this gravity, right? He's an actual lawyer. Yeah. And it just seems to have this weight and this realism whenever there's any sort of courtroom aspect and yeah. things going on. So I kind of miss that a little bit. But this this Daredevil versus Purple Man was standalone by itself. You can just get this issue as just a, a onesie of you know battle and it was great yeah i um i've actually been re-watching the daredevil tv shows one really? one and two season yeah it after watching a couple episodes and then reading this i just i was losing my mind by how much <laughs> i actually i i think daredevil might be my second favorite superhero in the marvel universe besides spider-man Dude. and just because just because the way he dedicates himself and and not even just the superpowers, because I could care less about that. He's just 100% a hero, and that is something to look for, look up to as a, as a as a superhero. And I think that that he is probably my second favorite superhero in the Marvel universe at this moment. Well, I'm so excited to hear you say that, because we're on issue 19, and I've been screaming that that Daredevil has been consistent and solid, and Charles Vo- Charles Soul has really captured the the heart and mind of Daredevil. It's interesting, it's complex, it's so good, and I'm so glad you jumped on. Like, I've been telling people, Moon Knight, Daredevil, Invincible, those are like, I mean, in Batman, there's another, yeah. like my top four right there. Five maybe being Superman, I kind of go in and out with Superman, but I, it's been great. I think it's kind of funny, too, because like, y- y- we get a lot of, um, you know, Marvel has so many titles and big superhero names, you know, comics going on at the moment, but like, the ones we're enjoying... And the ones that are the most engaging and I think the best writing are the ones that are off of that beaten path. Yeah. Like, it, 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 it's, it's, these are not main title superheroes. Daredevil is not a main title superhero. No. He, neither is Moon Knight. And Moon Knight made this list too. We're not going to, we'll get know, there. Spoil. But yeah, <laughs> I just think that, that Marvel is doing something right with their smaller superheroes. And I think they should expand them with that. As far as movies and TV shows. I mean, Daredevil has a TV show, but put him in the movies, for Christ's sake. Uh, he needs to be. I mean, why not? Come on. But yeah. Would, like, you, him fighting next to Spider-Man, oh. I would just blow my freaking mind. I, yeah. Mine just blew. My mind just exploded. <laughs> Those were my favorite crossovers, too. Daredevil, Spider-Man. Yeah. That 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 hero team-up was always my favorite. But Daredevil 19, get it. It's just, it's Daredevil versus Purple Man. We don't want to spoil it. It's just, it's a strange little dream sequence, but it's amazing. It's well done, and it stands alone. Just uh, get that, and... Charles Soule just doing a fantastic job. Daredevil 19 is our number 11 pick. Number 10. Here we go. What's our number 10, Jables? Uh, it's Descender, number 21. From? 
from uh, well, Dustin Nguyen I know is doing that the art. Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen. Who's Jeff Lemire's doing everything Jeff right Lemire now? Jeff Lemire writes you for every freaking company. <laughs> Image, um, Dark Horse. <laughs> yeah, he's all over DC, the place. DC, Marvel. I think he's got a Marvel title right now. He's um, everywhere. But Dustin Nguyen stands out for me as far as art. Just I, I've met the guy a couple times. Real nice dude, and his art is just phenomenal. I have a right. poster of his actually hanging from my wall. How would you describe it? I've described it a few times. What would you say oh, is the man. coloring technique of Mr. Dustin Wynn? A lot of whites, like natural coloring, I guess, for a paper. Um, right. A lot of a lot of bright reds and like skin tones, water, water very white. watercolory. And what does that do? It just makes it pop out of the yeah. out of, out of the freaking everything page. is just white in the background primarily. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's done on purpose. Um, oh yeah, it's I mean, because it's like the ship or whatever. But it is just phenomenally beautiful. The cover is just fantastic. It looks like a movie poster. Yeah. Um, it's got every character on it, and they're in that sort of melded together blob in the center of the page <laughs> with all white, of course. For You're just missing Luke Skywalker and a uh, lightsaber. And yeah, you almost have that from the robot leader with his <laughs> with his gun, gun in the, uh, over his left shoulder. Like it's just so iconic and beautiful, and it sort of tells the entire tale quickly. A snapshot of Descender, which is ultimately this giant robot horde has kind of destroyed all the planets, and ultimately they've they're they're is some AI that's come to life, these little kids, Tim 21, Tim 22, and they believe to be connected to these giant horde robots that want to wipe out everything. What have I told you about robots? <laughs> hashtag? <laughs> robot racist. <laughs> that is just an hashtag robot racist. We should have got that going and tried to... should. You should start it. <laughs> but this is... trending. Let's get it trending. But this seems like it's coming to an end. You feel that, right? You did you re, you haven't read all twenty one, but 21. doesn't this feel like it's kind of wrapping up? Because we have a double cross that happened here, and very, yeah, Tim twenty one, Tim twenty two, Tim twenty two is able to change himself to look like Tim twenty one, and he's ultimately he's invaded you know the the secret confines of the good team here that's trying to uh, find out why this 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 giant robotic armada f is going to be a, just coming in to sweep out and wipe out all the humans again, and they're ultimately trying to sort of stop that. Uh, by understanding Tim 21's uh, artificial intelligence, so this 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 double cross is right in our face now, and you've got our main characters up against the ropes is all I want to say, and uh, this sort of uh, Dr. Quan who's created all of this artificial intelligence that's sort of the the reason for hashtag robot racist. <laughs> <laughs> But it's kind of coming to an end here. It's the Miles Dyson of this uh, this this comic book series. Miles, Miles Dyson. Miles Dyson. Um. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, has our our Telsa, which I always want to say Tesla in my Telsa, head yeah. with her. But she's got the, the yeah Telsa with her crazy red haircut. Uh, she is uh, flying the ship and is under attack by the double cross that is Tim 22. Is she going to make it out of it? We don't know. Andy, who is Tim 21's younger kid counterpart that now ha hashtag is a robot racist. <laughs> yeah, somebody I can relate to. So uh, Andy's your favorite character because he wants to just kill you robots? Know what? I, I, not just because of that. He is a very Han, Han Solo type character. Totally. He's even got a little Chewbacca guy. An old big Chewbacca guy. Yeah. And and uh, he, he I definitely gravitated toward him. He had the emotional journey of this this episode, yeah. this issue, because um, he actually finally learns that he was Tim Twenty One's like counterpart, and he kind of goes remembers. Oh, he knew. All he stuff, just remembers. Yeah. But now he's just sort of getting that emotion, and he's finally like, I, I think I I messed up, or he's gonna go save Tim Twenty One and whatnot from whatever he's at. And then yeah, it, it was just a very uh, he he's definitely my favorite character. I haven't been reading this for too long. I read like the first three or four issues and then I, I, I fell off but um this was it was go a great back. issue it was, I have to go back 
he uh andy represents in here hashtag robot racist that uh that sort of feeling of loss like the reason he sort of is mad at all robots all over the world wants to kill them is because he feels like tim 21 left him right that that's what he sort of realizes here it's that feeling of loss and that He's realizing now that maybe his hatred is just there because he feels like Tim 21 has left him and realizing maybe he didn't, you know? Because he really doesn't know that there was a 10-year time gap or whatever when Tim 21 sort of fell asleep and was gone and Andy was taken away, you know? And now Andy's his grown person. So I just think there's complex relationships going on here with Telsa and her daddy issues and Andy with his <laughs> hashtag robot racist issues. <laughs> and uh, it's just a great character piece, beautifully drawn by Dustin Wynn in that very minimal style and watercoloring kind of look and very white backgrounds, which makes everything really just stand out. But I feel like this is ending, but I don't know. I haven't looked it up to I see if it's I ending. Don't, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I think a couple more issues. I uh, I mean, it, feel, it definitely feels like they're coming to the peak of the conflict, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll definitely see what happens, but we're in, and I follow Dustin Wynn on everything, yeah, too. too. His art is... Real good guy. I like him. Super. If you go back and way early in the feed, I have a nice interview with him on uh, on Batman Day. Remember that? Oh, way yeah, back? Yeah, yeah, That's when yeah. you met Jordan Hudson. That's when I went and met Holy Jordan. Holy shit. It was full circle. <laughs> full, full circle. Oh my full God. circle. But go check that out in the feed. You'll see Dustin Wynn's name there, and you can... You can hear me a very early, early, early podcast recording of me and Dustin Wynn. It's fun. We're wee babies. We're wee babies. But coming in at number nine is from Marvel Comics. It's Moon Knight, issue number 13. Look at this cover of the Bushman. Yeah. A little nightmarish looking. He's sitting there. He's got blood all over his face. He's got like white paint on his face. Uh, it's frightening. I mean, well done though, right? This was my almost second place winner was Greg Smallwood on art, by the way. He's been an art winner for me in the past. This has been a top pick of the week for me in the past. Moon Knight is top notch for me, and I'm so super glad that you're getting into it and it's clicking now with you. But this is part four or five, Death and Birth, and it's issue 13, written by Jeff Lemire. Yeah, there's his Marvel title. I was right. <laughs> and art by Greg Smallwood and the master of all coloring artist, Jordi Belair. She is top-notch. Look, I follow, follow her, too. Check her stuff out. She yeah. colors everything. Really? Literally. Yeah. She colors it all. But look at the ethereal, beautiful, sort of Just purple galaxies. space-like galaxy effect. Universe, yeah. Smallwood is beautiful for that. And we're back into this sort of realm of Khonshu where we all, of course, we don't know if it's real or it's in his mind. That's that's the concept. I was explaining it to you before we started. What yeah. did you think of my explanation of Moon Knight? I mean... Getting in, it, it, any explanation you give to anybody is just not going to make any sense. Like, I can tell you the, the what I think's going on could be completely different from what my dad could say. So, um, yeah. what I think's going on is, uh, it, 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 I, I think everything is actually happening because I'm sort of new to this. So, I, I thought that he actually did rescue his friend from, like, the, the, um, I guess like purgatory-ish area. Yeah, where the pharaoh yeah. told him his wife was in prison, yeah, and he, you can, like, had to you can save him. Yeah, you can free this her. friend. And is that real? And so, I mean, obviously it's not. <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Like, it, it's real for this guy, so it's real for me. And I, and that's, that's sort of where I, what I've like come to terms with is just like accepting it for what it is, and just sort of going with it, and with his nutty visions and whatnot. And so. <laughs> You can't help but think that Moon Knight is literally the character sitting in a room alone, <laughs> I, thinking know, of stuff. Know, thinking of like it, it, like a Fight Club type thing where at the end of the book, on issue whatever, 25 or something, when they end the run, 
He's just he's the whole thing. He's just been laying in a ch- in like sitting in a chair what in a, a hospital, drooling the whole time. Yeah. And just like like with a blank stare, and then it just cuts to black and end. Oh my god, that'd be. And fantastic. if that was the ending, that would be amazing because it's <laughs> I think still I'd be happy with that. it's still very pliable ending to this strange. What is reality? What is not? With Moon Knight, that's the seller. That's what I tell people when I um, when I'm one one on one, like trying to explain a comic they should read, and it's Moon Knight. It's, it's so hard to explain though. Like, I I can honestly, there's multiple personalities in there there's uh, i don't he's fighting some dude in his head and, is and new york covered in sand from yeah, like, Gonchu? is it i think it is where is everyone else have you Did noticed he really save this guy like is he just f- f- tripping it's <laughs> it's so hard to so hard to nail what's going down in this in this book the the one the one aspect of the whole story that yeah. i actually really do like is uh-huh. is the reality part where it jumps to a flashback with yeah, with, with um, bushman with bushman and yeah. frenchy and like whatever um, that is real, real entertaining. I honestly could read a whole comic book just on that. Yeah, it's um, like set in the Middle East, right? It's some sort yeah. of desert storm. Like they're mercenaries, you know, whatever. But um, there's some interesting stuff that goes down in that, and that leads yeah, to they're like, the origin of Moon Knight. So. And they're also like archaeological terrorists here, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they found like some sort of something, right, of, of an artifact, and they're like, we're going to kill everyone in this village unless you t- give us the artifact. Give us the idol. Yeah. Hand me the idol. Give me the idol. Or they're going to steal the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. <laughs> but they're terrorists with it. Right? Here's the not, lost Ark. <laughs> it's not fun and friendly where they got a guy with a you know a leather hat and a whip and he's talking yeah. to you. No, it's like, we're going to kill everyone here if you don't give us the idol. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, the panel work for this this book oh, is just nuts. fantastic. With the, with the offsetting whites on the side, like the panels are small. Like It, it makes it feel like a dream-like yes. sequence. And and there's there are these panels where it actually starts with a triangle and then yes. ends with another triangle. It's, so it's very symmetrical and beautiful, very very creative. I, I would say I've never seen a comic book with this kind of stuff. There's a panel where it's the, the drawing is in the word wham. I love that. It, it's nuts. It, the whole the whole book is just nuts. And, and there's art in that sort of stencil style, right? And yeah. the art is what you're saying. It's gorgeous. You got to see it. But you're right about the minimal. Um, the minimal sort of the art panels being smaller and the large white backgrounds. It just draws your eye in, right? Yeah, it, like, you know, reading it, you're sort of just, I don't know, you're sort of like following a, like a line. It's hard to explain. It goes from like the top left and, and co- sort of goes diagonally and then it goes back. And, and Every page is a little different. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it's like this wavy line going down the page and you're on this like, strange... Like it's, a dream, it's a weird dream sequence. You're just following the pictures. It's not... And then it'll hit you with a full page going edge to edge, you know, bleeding out into the past the panel yeah. lines and you're just like, boom, and it's down like this crazy psychiatric ward hallway of, an, of everyone's nightmares. You know, I, I feel like you can, you can analyze the crap out of this. Like, I, if I can go back and like just like open all the books and like sort of start analyzing like I could figure something out maybe determine the mystery of whatever the hell is going on um you have to read like books on psychology yeah. and, and and psychotic breaks and mental psychosis etc but I think you could I think there's like there's some mysteries like that either Smallwood or, or Lemire have like hidden in the art that oh, like I you agree. have to like you have to like decipher like when it's a triangle it means something that like that's actually happening or when it's a rectangle that's not actually ha- you know what I mean it's it's I, it, I feel it like feels like that's like that. going on. Yeah, it's like very like well they're, said. They're, they're keeping something from us. Like I, I, yeah. that, So I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going to go. I'd like to analyze it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that was, that was fun. It was a good book. I'm so glad you're loving Moon Knight. I've been screaming it to everybody for so long. So yes, get Moon Knight. That's our number nine pick. Moon Knight number 13. And coming in at number eight is one of the new number, or number ones this week of the three that made the countdown. Redneck, issue number one from Image Comics. So this is from Donnie Coates and from artist Lissandro Estherin. 
and I love this conceptually. I'm loving Blood and Dust, vampire story. This is a vampire story about a redneck vampire family, right? Out here in the Midwest somewhere, they just want to be left alone. Very much Blood and Dust, but I, I, I love it for that. But it also has some unique twists. They want to be left alone. Too. They're cattle ranchers, and tell them about Bloodweiser. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> little concept, little attention to detail. <laughs> so basically, they're, they're these... I guess there's this family that they... They're they're redneck vampires, which is nuts. And and you know rednecks drink a lot of beer, and so in the opening sort of page you get Uncle something I forget his name Uncle Boone or something, and he he cracks open with it with his vampire teeth, cracks open a bottle of Bloodweiser. <laughs> Did they have to get permission? You think? I mean, to no. The... It's I mean, Weiser is a is a name for like beer. Like that just means beer. In German, so so Bloodweiser is just it, uh, they can make that up. I, I I wouldn't think they would have to get like permission. Yeah, you know? seems pretty close, pretty too close. But anyway, maybe. well, yeah, you got Bud, Blood, you know, Bud, whatever. I wonder too if they, this does this issue doesn't express this, but I wonder if that's also like their form of currency. They sell Bloodweiser blood, to other uh, vampires maybe. because it's turpentine and blood yeah, and cow it's, blood. It's beer. It's like it's basically like it gets them drunk. But isn't it turpentine? It's something like I don't know. Yeah, or paint thinner. One of the yeah. two. Oh, it's paint thinner. That's what it is. Paint thinner. <laughs> paint thinner and, yeah. and cow's blood, right? So everything's fine on the farm, pretty much. You know, they got the, you got the cows and the blood, the Bloodweiser, etc. But uh, Grandpa here has some young vampire grandkids and such that are causing do some the rest issues. Of this review in our country accent. Ding 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 <laughs> ding. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that in my head as I'm reading this. I totally did because. Well, he's got some some angsty teenage vampires that are in their sixties. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, they're, but they're yeah they're teenagers um, in vampire age uh, you know listing. But they uh, want to go out to town. They're just bored. They want to get up in their pickup truck and go on into town and get into some ruckus, right? Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the other grandpa, it's like two grandpas running no, there's, this. There's an uncle, yeah. and then then daddy. Okay, I can't do oh, this. And they, and they reference Grandpa. Don't they reference Gra- grandpa? grandpa? lives in the attic. And then you get a glimpse of Grandpa? Yeah, that's something of your nightmares right there. Something of your nightmares. You don't want to look at Grandpa for too long. You're reminding me of S-Town right now, that podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. John B. Black- Macklemore? John B. Macklemore. Um, so the, these 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 vampires hop in their truck, and they're going to go cause some ruckus down the strip club. I'll just do that as you uh, do the gist. <laughs> So go on. So can't do it again. Never mind. In my mind, well, I'll just try to edit in that sound and leave it there. But uh, the young, the young sixty-year-old teenage vampires going to town, and things go wrong. And Uncle's just trying to. I love that Uncle wants to fix things, but then he's like, "Oh wait, you're they're going to a strip club? Okay, I'm gonna go oh, check man. things out." Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't gonna go anywhere until he found out it was there in a strip club. And so yeah, I gotta go investigate and help them boys out and see what's going on. Yeah, I thought, yeah, sure you do, just because it's in a strip club, sure. But uh, they don't want they don't. I love that looming over them is they don't want Grandpa to get involved. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so he must just be, he must a, be a monster. Uber badass. Like that's Dracula. Yeah. He's the he's the redneck Dracula. And they're building he's, up to him, right? He's cow Dracula. Yeah, he's, cow he's, Dracula. <laughs> but instead I, of count, it's cow. Right. But you don't really get much more than that. That you know things are going wrong and whatnot on on. <laughs> We're the t- switching back and forth. <laughs> <from> our- <laughs> really, and everything is going crazy on the farm and. 
But anyway, that's it's just a lot of the layout <laughs> of things that, that are going on. Things are going on, and we don't know what's happening, and we got to figure things out. And there's just a lot of vampires that are rednecks, and that's that's the main focus. Yeah. So there's another family that lives in this town that are like he's the priest, and apparently they have had some uh, some problems with these redneck <laughs> vampires in the past, and so um, they're sort of like the vampire hunters of the town. So something happened, but Uncle was too drunk to remember. <laughs> right. So <laughs> that's all we're gonna tell you right there. From there, from there, it just gets interesting. Yeah, real much more interesting. But if you love uh, Blood and Dust <laughs> yeah. vampire series, you gotta read. Amazing. If you love just vampire stories and you love Southern Bastards, yes, that's a real good combination. Actually, that's that's a very good comparison right there. Mm-hmm. And yes, like putting turpentine and cow blood together, you know, it just comes <laughs> out real good. You can call it Bloodweiser. But yeah, uh, on the pull list. Fantastic stuff. Check out Redneck. Really super good. Great start. Beautiful coloring and real gritty, very kind of Southern Bastards kind of art style, right? Yeah. Kind of Jason Latour feel to it. Very dark, shadowy, but very realistic and very gory and over the top. But that is yeah. Redneck, issue number one. Coming in at number seven is another number one. That's number two of the three new number ones that made it to the countdown from Marvel Comics, Nick Fury. And this is from, written by Mr. The Art Sotini here. Uh, oh, the art is by Akko? Just single name, Akko, by the way. No, he does the art, too. Really? I'm pretty sure he does. I was like, wow. Oh, you know what? It's in the... Fr- okay. Yeah, flip one more page. It's in, yeah. the, it's in that right there. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, there we so go. Akko is... Uh, whoever Akko is. I, yeah, I couldn't find him. <laughs> Another one of those artists I looked and I couldn't find anything. I think I found him on Facebook. It's Akko Akko the Artist. And I added him as a friend. He accepted. I'm pretty sure it's him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. But go to Facebook and search Akko Akko. Ako Space Ako, and you'll find him. ACO, ACO. Written by James Robinson. So, yes, nice to see that Mr. Robinson's doing a Marvel title. And this is a almost art winner. You felt it was an art winner, too. It, it was it, it was borderline art winner. Didn't beat out God Country, but man, I have to say, it was definitely the color winner of the week. Ra- Rochelle, which I couldn't find, Rochelle Ra- uh, Rosenberg on color. Amazing. It, there's every single color used here. All yeah. of them. It's just a spectrum of neon and rainbow. Even the, the fill-in thought bubbles are in this sort of light blue. And this had a very, like, uh, James Bond feel, right? Yeah, very Casino Royale. And Casino Royale, Royale. Casino Royale. yes. Royale. Especially the opening sequence of him being in this, in this, you know, this casino. And yeah. there's just this splash page, though, listing out the title of it, Sky High Caper. Of this beautiful landscape of the ocean and every single color is used here. Look at the from the purples to pinks yeah, to orange to sun, blue. Yeah, the sun just radiates in this whole thing. You can tell that it, it was just it must have been took super long to color this whole thing. And describe it was ridiculous. Describe the page, the first page from if you can it's from like an a art standpoint. Spider web of <laughs> it's like a spider spider web or a sound bubble or it's not bubble sound like wave of like these little different pictures of like. Things he can use as a distraction. Like, he's planning out what he's going to do when he walks into this casino. It's nuts. Yeah, it's like um, it's like if you've ever done, like, a cluster for business. And you have uh, the sort of oh, business yeah, yeah. points, and, all, and they attach to each other. Or a crazy person's pictures <laughs> on the walls that are attaching their victims to sort of <laughs> string. string. Yeah, yeah. So it reminds me of but in this weird bubble format. You're right, like a sound. Uh, yeah, like, like if you drop a pebble. Like drop like, a pebble into a lake, yeah, and then it yeah. sort of goes out and has bubbles attached to it. Yeah, and, like, Daredevil's... Uh, his sort of the way he, the way he sees the yeah, way Daredevil sees. his hearing vision, if you will. But man, it's gorgeous. The art is weird and all over the place with coloring. Like I said, from Michelle Rosenberg, uh, it's this. They young him up a little, as you noticed. Yeah, right? he's definitely not Samuel L. Jackson age. But this is today, right? This isn't in the past. 
maybe? So it's 2017, I'm pretty sure, but, you know, with all the technology they're using, etc. Yet he's like uh, 20 years younger. It's like 28-year-old Nick looks, Fury. He looks like, yeah, he's like maybe 23, 24, maybe 25. I don't know. Yeah. He looks super young. They've younged him up. But this rainbow of colors just really pop, and Hydra is there uh, in this sort of Casino Royale caper. And it's so much fun, and it's so beautiful to look at, and the art, like I said, is just gorgeous from Akko. Very strange, unique, almost the art winner for us. And lots of pinks, right? Just pink everywhere. Yeah. Look at the sky is pink Even in this the background. The cover was pink. Yeah, it's just so much pink. But the panel use was a, was an amazing and intricate. A lot of teeny small panels. A lot of two-page page splashes. That was a weird thing. As I did the page count here, I think it was 16 pages total with double-page splashes. I mean, looking at the art, though, I don't blame him for having a short comic. Like it was. Yeah. It must have taken forever. This next number two I read is coming out in 2021. I think this <laughs> one. The next one's coming out. This <laughs> is five years in the making. Is we're not going to see this for a while. I feel. Unless they've they've got him in the bank and and Akko Akko is just gonna dish them out. I hope so because I added this to the pull list. I am in. Look at this two page splash, right? It's got the nine panel grid. It's sideways, kind of Batman sixty six. It's got a flying Ferrari and a flying yacht. I mean, it's the the explosions and fire and purple and orange and green. It's just nuts. It's all over the place. Big time, big time, good, like initial issue i'm excited and the character like i like that nick fury is like uh let's go over the plan again he's so very like plans 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 right that's james sort of bond, his style man. yeah before executing james bond. except for james bond you, you don't have to tell him again i thought that interesting sequence was like he's like do you want to go over it one more time nick and he's like yeah let's go over it again and again and again until we get it right where james bond would be like no i got this yeah. i'm gonna have a martini the only thing's missing from this so that would make it even more james bond if he orders a martini <laughs> martini and then he goes and just bangs some random chick. <laughs> then it would be like, oh, they're just ripping off James Bond. But he yeah. doesn't do any of that. So. He didn't do any of that. And Hydra's involved. But, man, it's just fun. It's exciting. It's this Casino Royale caper. And he's just there to sort of infiltrate and get this this disc of information from Hydra. So it's just Nick Fury doing his thing. I was really excited. And I enjoyed it. And I'm definitely adding to the pull list. And, like I said, color winner of the week, Rochelle Rosenberg. Check it out. It's gorgeous. I'd, I'd like to see where they're going to go. Um... I, I'm a little apprehensive just to see where the story's gonna go because they were very art heavy on this one. Yeah, it, it was there was almost no dialogue, so I'd like to see what's gonna happen. Um, yeah, we need more. Yeah, we I, I need a little bit more information, like why you know just develop the character a little bit more, especially the bad guys. I don't know who the, those people are. So going forward, uh, I'd like to see what's gonna happen. And you could like imagine giving this to uh, someone that hasn't read comics and they imagine see this comic. Giving palette. this to somebody who's just taken some acid. <laughs> That could be dangerous. <laughs> I think their brain would explode. Their eyes would just fall out of their head. I just um, give them a Bloodweiser instead and just call it a day. <laughs> I don't need to go into into psychedelic drugs. All right, but uh, <laughs> that's get get Moon Knight. It's uh, I mean uh, yeah Nick Fury. Nick Fury, gorgeous, gorgeous, and tons of fun. So coming in at number six is the third of the three new number ones that made it to the tie to the countdown here. It's Plastic issue number one. This is from Image Comics. This is Doug Potty Mouth Wagner. On story, you notice that? <laughs> I, have, I never noticed that. Oh yeah, and on uh, Daniel, quote unquote, scribbles Hilliard on art and cover B and C, and got to give uh, props to colorist Laura, Cat Lady Martin. <laughs> you didn't see those? In the, no, I didn't. Know? I didn't check that out. That's yeah, funny. they gave themselves Andrew Biker Dust Robinson does my favorite cover, cover A, which basically has this ominous Joker-like face 
with that crazy person's pictures on the walls connected and blood splattering and all this sort of uh, uh, background digital imaging, which looks amazing. I even just like the font that they designed plastic with. The letter I is kind of a plastic doll. So, gosh, there's a big part of it I don't want to spoil, but it's really the sort Honestly, of core of it. I'll, we'll just I'll give you a quick rundown of it because I don't want to spoil too much. This is a crazy um, book. <laughs> Basically, it looks like either a ex-mercenary or a ex-psychopath. Yeah, black ops, black ops guy. One of the two. We don't really know yet. Um, is you gonna spoil it? I, no, I'm not. I, okay. See, he he's tasked with this task after losing the person he, he loves. loves. There you go. There you go. And so he's now working for this mob boss as they hold the person he loves hostage. Correct. I Man, that was hard. <laughs> I know. I know. I do it. I've been doing it for 103 episodes. Thank you. It's tough to do. But yes, that is the core of it. We don't know if he's absolutely just bonkers or is he this black ops? Is he's there being tortured, right? Is they're stealing his loved one? Yeah. He is taking the FBI uh, note of the room. Uh, the sound of the, yeah, where the wind he, is blowing. The uh, Yeah, he's observing everything. You know what's funny? We were joking about that the other day, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he basically he basically like he's counting the exits and like how fast it would how long it would take to get out of them. He's figuring out where he is geometrically and like yes, it, it was just nuts. The sounds he's hearing, the things, the, the wood that's he, creaking. He figured out that he was above a river. Yes, you know because he could hear the water and like and it, he goes, okay, the river is traveling south and like it was just nuts. It was cool. It was a very James Bond moment or like. I don't know. Yeah, some weird black Matt ops. Damon taking stuff. It was, it was, it was cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think we should go deeper into this. Yeah, this, we want to leave that alone. The art is very gritty, very realistic, but with a cartooning edge to it. Yeah. Which is weird because it's very rated R, very gory, very over the top. Um, <laughs> but we want to save the surprise for you. But uh, I mean, uh, some of it's in the title. But um, that's all we're gonna tell you. It's, it's interesting. It's weird. It's horrifying. It's gory. Art, like I said, very crisp, very beautifully it's colored. A, it's another one where I'm sort of just like. Curious to see where they're gonna go. Where because are they going? like this just drops you in this strange story that like I conceptually like I don't think a, a normal person could come up with this. It's an it's <laughs> never been never been done in comics. I'll say that easily. This concept, but we don't want to spoil it for you. Probably the world has, but we don't want to ruin it for you. But check it out. Check out Plastic. It's fantastic. Image Comics. Just pull it on your put it on your pull list now. It's totally worthy. But uh, coming in at number five is from Vault Comics, and it's Heathen, issue number three. And we both love this. Yeah. Um, every issue of this book has been on the list. Pretty high up there, too. Um, this is just beautifully written. I, I, I would just say the story alone is what made it for me. It was just great character development. It was written by Natasha Altisari, and art by Natasha Altisari. And um, it was just a dive into the motivation of this character. Yeah. And character development winner by far easily and, 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 gut wrenching yeah. character development. I'll tell you like going forward, you're, I'm definitely going to feel different about this character from my initial thoughts. So I am excited to see where we're going to go with this. I, I, I honestly just kind of want to leave it alone because it's such a, it's such a dialogue heavy uh, issue that just describes so many things that just make sense now. So, I I would say that out of the three, this is maybe the least, um, I guess the Action. least actiony or the least like event. Nothing really happens of importance. True. But 
it is the most revealing so, character so vital. Yeah. yeah, so vital for the character development right here because you've got our um, address. Idris, yeah. Idris, Idris I think. is our young-ish, uh, you know, late teens, early twenties. Yeah, naive. Woman is that that kissed a girl, or... kissed a girl, and liked it, but <laughs> no one in her family liked it, Go and kissed the girl, <laughs> and was kicked out of this town just for that. I mean, an innocent, really. Yeah. And uh, it, although I, I loved the scene with her father in issue two, that you felt maybe the whole village was against her, but the father was like, I love my daughter. Like, and yeah, he gave run. her, yeah, because yeah. they were like, well, we can kill you or, <laughs> or, you, can get or you can get married to a man and forget the, you, you kissed a girl and you liked it. And you know, he, he respects the, he respects the wishes of his daughter, which is, which is interesting for this kind of time period. You would think like, you're getting married. Like, that's it. Yeah. You know, or we'll just throw you off a cliff. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jumping back into this issue, um, you learned some vital importance about, um, I forget her name right now. The Valkyrie. The, the Valkyrie that was on top of the mountain that Aegis saves. Yeah. Um, so her curse is actually, it's meant to basically keep her on top of this mountain until she gets married. So yeah. she's surrounded by fire. So she has to be married to get off of this mountain. And so Aegis comes and saves her. And as she's like take, her, as her sort of mission, her yeah. this 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 you know crusade that she's on, right, to save yeah. the Valkyrie from this ring of fire. And so with this issue, and I'm gonna leave it at this after this. I'm not gonna say too much more. Good. Um, in this issue, you figure out that she's not the first person to save her from the top yeah, of the mountain. This is what was heartbreaking. And it was just the gut wrenching story. And this actually ties into what's gonna happen with the future issues. So I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, um, and the and the, uh, the she's stolen by the Valkyrie's uh, sister. That's kind of the uh, what would you call Af Aphrodite? Yeah, Aphrodite of Vikings. Yeah, this muse-like, very tempting, twisted sort of being of love, if you will. Yeah. But she steals artists into this world to kind of, in a way, test her 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 true nature, test her validity to saving her sister. Yeah, that's what's kind of unveiled here in a way, without spoiling everything. But that's at its heart. It's like sister love here, you know, like yeah. that I a, felt in a complicated way because they don't really care for they don't get along per se. But ultimately, she cares for her and she wants to make sure that artist is on the true path. Right. Yeah, to, to loving her and whatnot. Yeah, it was um, it was a, it was a strange it was a strange um, dive into the Valkyrie world and, and learning from learning from them. Why? I, I guess Adis is being scrutinized and like yeah. what's gonna happen with this other person that you learn had saved the the valkyrie yeah. from the top of the mountain that's the whole so, other side story that's wonderful in this right yeah and 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 from there it's it's a setup issue you can tell there's they're going somewhere with this yeah and Sigurd. um yeah Sigurd, yeah brynhild was the the name of the the valkyrie on top of the mountain so yeah and and that's at its core here is uh how horrible that curse is Right, yeah. that you really get to feel a sense of because if you hear about curses and gods and other things, right, you could kind of care less. But this really deepens the aspect of that curse, and that she has to fall in love, and and then and then uh, marry them. Marry them, and uh, it's just. Uh, but you, you'll see, there's twists in here involved here because Zeus is quite the uh, precarious. Uh, you mean you mean Odin? Odin, yeah, <laughs> Zeus, yeah. <laughs> Is quite, uh, he plays with kind an, of a real douche. <laughs> he's a kind of a douche. <laughs> a real douche. <laughs> but he's in such, so, such great character development. And like I said, not very action-y, but a ton of, of important information that's happening here. Super good. 
But coming in at number four is... I hate Fairyland, which, you know, I, I just jumped into this. It was, it was fantastic. Uh, written by Scotty Young uh, with Jean-Francois oh, Bellieu. Issue, um, issue number 12. Um, this was amazing. The I most hilarious this. comic of the week. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was cracking up. <laughs> I, would, I ended up reading some of this out loud just because I was like, this is no way this is happening. Um... I, it made me so happy when you were reading this and laughing out loud. We were actually together at yeah. this point when we're, you were reading this. I'm like, you got to read I Hate Fairyland now. Just read it. <laughs> and he is literally like cracking up, like almost in tears, like your head falling back and your you know, mouth oh wide open. And I was just loving every second of it. Because given the gist of what happens here and what you got from it, because well, you may see it from a different perspective. Yeah. So, but what so do you think? Gert, I think it's Gert, Gertrude, Gertie. Gertie. Yeah. Um, she's trying to become <laughs> partner Larry. Yeah, that's uh, like a bug. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a he's like the um, Geppetto. Yeah, or not the Geppetto. Or, the, uh, um, yeah, Geppetto. Or no, not Geppetto. Uh, I forget his name. Jiminy, Jiminy yeah, Cricket. Jiminy Cricket. Um, thank you. To her, you know, Pinocchio in a way. Um, <laughs> so she's trying to become a good guy. She's trying to not hate <laughs> Fairyland so much, and uh, she's tasked with this mission to get this creature's daughter back from. The evil clutches, evil clutches oh. of shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> um, <laughs> and remember when you when you laughed That's, out loud? The one the scene line? you really oh, cracked God. up. I, I know what the line is, but uh, was, do you remember the one that really got you laughing? Was, it was when the shiitake one? Yeah. It was, so the, they all jumped down, and um, <laughs> it was she's like escaping with this baby, and the the the, the shiitake <laughs> mushrooms are waiting for them. The and, horde of them. Yeah, and 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 the main guy goes. Who dares enter the city of Shiitake? <laughs> and I was just, I just started dying. It was, it was great oh, that there are all these like Shiitake mushroom samurai warriors. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and of course she's going to battle them, and it's going to be gruesome, yeah. and she's going to murder them all. She, she <laughs> brutally kills all these things, and um, they before they fight, they get into this like, like um, they get into this like vulgar. Like that's what she said. Argument, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, you love. I was dying. You were dying in that. Yes. Uh, it just reminded me of the office. I, like you know, like she's trying to come across a point and say something, and he's just taking it in the wrong way. And the whole time, I was just I couldn't stop laughing and thinking about Michael Scott. It was hilarious. Oh, it was the sword scene. You're like, yeah. I'm going to put. The I'm going to stick this sword in you, and he's like, um. Like, it's so funny. It's You're going to what? Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I'm going to take this long sword and do really nasty things to, you. to it, to you with it. And he's just like, uh, that's a little inappropriate to discuss in front of the child, don't you think? <laughs> it's just like, it goes on for like two more pages. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's totally great, right? But she's trying to be on this road to redemption. We know it's just not going to go good for her. And uh, what happens at the end is a great <laughs> little. great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my! God. I can't say it. I, oh. You can't say it. You can't say it. But it's definitely the hilarious. Com and you know what? Also, this stands alone. You don't need to worry about continuity or go yeah. back. You could just get this issue, and you'll get the gist. There's a great like previously on that really sets it up and makes you understand. Get I Hate Variant Lens, Scotty Young, top notch, beautiful coloring in this cartooning style. I hope they make a like a, an animated series of this. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't it be perfect? Yeah. Perfect. It's got anime aspects to it. It's just beautifully colored. Especially this issue. This yeah. Issue was very, very anime. Got a Samurai Jack feel yeah. to it, which I'm loving the Samurai Jack. So 
Love it, love it, love it. But here we go. Now we're breaking into the top three, Jables. Here we go. Coming in at number three from Image Comics' Black Hammer, issue number eight. Now, you were just new jumping into this, right? And you did read the previous line. Did you go back and read a couple? I haven't, no. Tell the gist to the folks that maybe um, haven't read Black Hammer from, yet. From what I'm getting, um, it seems like this Golden Age group of superheroes, like the Golden Age Justice League, um, defeated somebody, and then all of a sudden they were just like, teleported to this farm and yeah they're just sort of trapped there this is jeff lemire again dark horse yeah, comics dude, jeff lemire everywhere art by dean ormston that's his third comic book on on your on the list on this, this week on this list yep oh my it is it is so so basically they're trapped on this farm and they can't leave because somebody tried to leave and he died and uh <laughs> that's black hammer yeah that, he's the one that <laughs> went up and <laughs> flying out of the atmosphere and then it was like it was like how the Watchman dissects people when he black. It was like every bit Dr. of them exploded. Man yeah, Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, just like into this burst of yeah, grossness. Yeah, and so this is sort of a um, a dive into Golden Gale, yeah, which is like origin. a Shazam type person. Yes, with the opposite of Shazam. So she turns from old to young. And, um, has an S on her chest. Yeah, has an S on her chest, or it has a. <laughs> it's it. like a G, but it looks like an S. <laughs> and. Um, it's sort of just a dive into, like, why she's so nuts. Yeah. I mean, why being trapped in, a, you know, an older woman being trapped in a young girl's body in this weird farm town. Oh, yeah, she can't. Will... She, okay, so, yeah, in, in the Black Hammer farm, she can't transport. She can't uh, transform she can't into her actual, her, her actual age. So she's stuck as a little kid. Yeah. Which, like, would just kill you. And I they've mean. been there ten years. Yeah, and she hasn't ten years. aged a day. Yeah, I mean, that's why, the, that's the core of this, really, is, like, how that would affect a Shazam-like character being where she can't be her actual age. Everyone has to see her as this little kid. So she's, like, drinking and smoking and getting in trouble yeah. and being thrown out of bars because yeah. she's a little kid drinking. And, like, yeah. she's just miserable. But this goes into, really, her origin. That's what that, at its core is here. And that she shares her power. She shares her Shazam-like powers with this other family, the Golden Gale family, or the yeah. Golden Family. And uh, she goes, like, she's all, I'm out. Yeah. She basically, she basically quits, and um, from here, you go back to Black Hammer Farm, and um, you actually, she's like standing in front of a mirror, and she's she's oh, sort yeah. of like, just like trying to transform back, and, and she can't, and it's just like, you can tell it's killing her. It's heartbreaking, yeah, this and, scene. And then it jumps into her, I guess her motivation to want to become, uh, to get back home is to see her loved one again. Yeah, so she did try to have a life and be yeah. a normal mortal and just have a love life. And, and I thought it was so cool that the person she chose to go have a love life with, I don't want to spoil it, <laughs> but who she chose to, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, it was surprising. Interesting. It's, 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 it's a dive into, like, how alone you are as a superhero. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you were alone and uh, say you're a superhero <laughs> and you have, like, two friends, one of them is a commissioner of the police department who can't hang out all that much, and, you know, the other one is, like, your sidekick who's, like, ten years younger than you, so you can't really hang out with them. And so you're fighting a person of the opposite sex your almost your entire life, and you decide to retire, and that person has retired. That's, like, one of the only people you know, yeah. you know? And so you dive into, like, a interesting view of like what it would be like to be a superhero who is retiring who doesn't really have any other connections with anybody yeah so it's interesting so it makes very, it's very much an ex exploration into that you know that you're being so lo lonely as a hero and maybe one of the only people you're connected to is someone that's on the other side of being a hero 
And and so interesting take there. Jeff Lemire really kind of added a neat little uh, aspect to you can this do comic. A comic on just that sort of thing alone. Yeah, like, like a retired com- a retired superhero who does what this superhero does. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I I'm just you know it, it's interesting. And yeah. from there. I have no idea what's going on. Right, because there's the craziest, wackiest sort of uh, space explorer, time traveler guy that pops in. I want to say he's Colonel Weird. Okay. And he just sort of pops in and out, and he has he does some stuff here that's very important to them moving forward. But they're trying to escape still. They're trying to get out of that. Walk- Talkie walkie is trying to develop satellites to get out of this weird uh, time zone, you know, twilight zone thing they're trapped yeah, in. they're like trapped in a certain... It, it's, it's a, they're trapped in some time frame. Yeah. They can't leave. It's weird. And the daughter of Black Hammer now is trying to investigate this town to see if it really exists. Goes to a library. What she finds is very strange and very odd. So Reminds me of a... Yeah, like a Twilight Zone. Twilight yeah. Zone episode. But so well done. An interesting premise and unique exploration with our character Golden Gale and her development. Uh, get it. Grab it. Black Hammer has been a top-notch comic from the beginning. It's only at number eight. Go grab the other ones. You'll really enjoy it. And it's very much... A homage to the golden age of comics. It takes you back there. And nostalgic for a whole other time. But coming in at number two was our cover art winner of the week, Justin, from DC Comics. Batman number 21 from the DC Rebirth line. Yes, this is Tom King doing the writing and Jason Fabok, who is the fantastic cover art winner this week with his glorious cover of Batman and uh, Flash being spliced together with holding the button. This is the button, part one. So... Tell them why another one of the hardcore reasons why we love this, Justin. Tell them. It centers around a freaking hockey game, for Christ's sake. <laughs> do you think the NHL will be mad that this isn't too spoiler crazy? Because it doesn't seem it has anything to do with it. But there's a fight in this game. Yeah. And what happens at the end of this fight? So somebody, one of the opponents who's in this fight in this hockey game dies. Kills him with yeah. his bare hands. So, you know, being a hockey fan, <laughs> um, fighting is an aspect of the game which I enjoy. But it pisses me off a little bit because that is not the entire game. And a lot of people who are new to hockey, they go and they're like, I just want to see a fight. I just want to see a fight. Like, that's not what hockey's about. So it, it, it pisses me off a little bit, but because hockey is represented in a freaking comic book, was just awesome. Yes, I won't lie. I was leading you to that. I'm sorry. I wanted to, I wanted you to get on your soapbox for a second. I love it. I led you right there, and you yeah. you you bit. You you took the bait. Yes, because yeah, that's like a big thing about hockey and like being a hockey fan. Like that's if that's all you're going to a hockey game to see, like you're gonna be disappointed because fights right. are rare. Yes. You know, and you're just getting yourself into something that you're not gonna want to enjoy. So if you're going to watch a hockey game just to watch a fight, get the hell out of the stadium <laughs> because. I'll find you. Go watch the UFC. Yeah, You'll be kidding. fine. Yeah. You'll be fine with the yeah, UFC. Yeah, that's your kind that's, of sport. That's where you right? go see fights, yeah. But this is... That hockey's just sprinkled in here because ultimately you have this woman that sort of knows that this is where the guy dies in it. So you're like, okay, there's a lot of mystery in this. There's a lot of things that are not answered in this, right? But that's okay because there is an absolute kick-ass five or six pages of Flash, reverse Flash versus, versus Batman. Batman. And this wow. This is just... You know, you, you always say, like, oh, Batman's got no superpowers. Like, whatever. He can't stand fight with this guy. This dude holds his own. He sure does. He, he, sure he does. kicks the crap out of the reverse flash. And, like, it's just, uh, it was just a real fun issue to read. Just action-packed. Like, honestly, it took me about five minutes to finish this thing because I was just, like, zooming through all the action. Yeah. Absorbing it as fast as possible because it's the reverse flash. No pun intended. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was just a great issue. And, and... The one aspect of the thing I like is is he says 
like the Flash, like he's supposed to meet up with Batman. And he's like, oh, I'll be there in like um, one, one minute. minute. And then the rest of the issue takes place in one minute of time. Yes. It is fan-freaking-tastic. Yes, the seconds count down. And there's so much happening within those seconds, hence it's Reverse Flash. Right? But the yeah. way the tension is built from that time, yeah. right? Because you're like, uh, Flash, can you please get there? Uh, Flash, can you please get there? Uh, we're only at uh, 48 seconds. Um, Batman's not going to make it. Can you hurry this up a little bit? 40 seconds, 46. Uh, Flash, can you get there? Um, what are you doing? Yeah. It was like, it was, it's only one minute, but like, holy crap. <laughs> like, you're just like, so much happens. Like, this must have been Batman's longest minute of his life it, like it, it must have sucked like, and doesn't it like uh, don't didn't you feel from this that in that minute countdown I we've seen Batman get beat up uh, uh, for the end of time right but didn't you this because of how they laid it out with that tension of the seconds that you were actually going like oh man this is you're getting Drew. angry right you're getting yeah. upset you're I'm like, like come oh. on Matt. Like, like do something like because Batman is sort of taking a beating that's how he has to fight this guy because he can't catch him he has to be... No one can. Yeah, he has to be smarter than him. That's basically what he is. He has to think faster than the reverse Flash can. Yeah. So... And they've de-gadgeted him yeah. somewhat. Because, you know, like, I'm missing that a little. Like, you know, he didn't have a time Throw disrupting. Throw battering! Or Throw something. something, some time Where's disrupting. EMPs or some shit? Yeah, yeah. like a, a time disrupting, uh, ba ba like, you know, battering. Something, right? Yeah. But they've, in the last 10, 15, 20 episodes of Batman in all of its different titles, they've, they've de-gadgetized him. Which is weird, and because, like, like, help him out a little bit, writers. Like, he's getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Come on. I'll just have him pull out something from the bat belt. He hardly does that anymore, and and uh, and but but still, the tension was building for this one minute ass kicking, and uh, that's all we can tell you from there, folks. You gotta grab this. They they're gonna be really reprinting say. it. It's I've already I went to my local comic book shop, and there's uh, 700 covers of this and a holographic cover. They're going a little crazy. Um, just get the regular cover. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all I'll say about the end is like Flash is too late. Yeah. Flashes. He's late as by like always. maybe 10 seconds. The fastest yeah. man alive is <laughs> late as usual. But man, uh, there's some mystery sprinkled in here though with some people that sort of pop up uh, from the Psycho the Pirate. Yeah. yeah, from the Psycho Pirate and the button being touched and then being close together. Some weirdness going on there. Some mysteries. Who is we'll it? See. What's happening? We'll Who's see. the mastermind? Um, Dr. Manhattan. But anyway, um, <laughs> Osmandius. But uh, you know, it's it's fun. It's action-packed. It's You read it in about 30 seconds. It's wonderful, beautiful. Cover art winner, put your eyes on it. You'll love it, Jason Fabic. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous stuff. So check it out, Batman number 21. But the number one issue, the number one above them all, the greatest of the greats this week. Me and Justin agreed on this. This is our artist winner. This is God Country, issue number four. And this is our total art winner. Almost cover art winner, right? But it was just a little... Batman beat it out uh, easily. This, But this is... a. Uh, this is from the team of Donnie Cates on words, Jeff Shaw as our art winner. Beautiful, beautiful art. Before we break it down, tell the folks, Justin, the gist of this. What is God Country? We're on issue number four. You can go get them. What is this sort of about? So God Country, there is a old man named Emmett who has Alzheimer's. Or, yeah, Alzheimer's or dementia or one of the two. And he's losing his grip on reality. And his, his son is taking care of him, and his wife is taking care of him with their little daughter. Boy, that and, causes issues. Yeah, and there's some, there's just, it's not going well. And then all of a sudden, like, a tornado happens, and... In Kansas, huh? Yeah, wow, in, crazy, oh, tornado. Yeah. <laughs> and so, what basically what happens is this giant sword falls from the sky, and 
it goes into Emmett's hands and it right. cures him all of his ailments. Yeah, the so senility he, and uh, yeah. Alzheimer's, etc., dementia. And so he goes and like fights off these demons that came out of this like storm. This red yeah. tornado, right? Blood yeah. red tornado and 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 from there after that that's the first issue, which is yeah, nuts. That's just the gist. From there it, it basically gets a deeper dive into like what his family life is going to be like now that he has this sword that cures him. And then after that there, this demon came and like stole their daughter, his granddaughter, and he has to go and retrieve her. And th- that brings us to this episode. And that demon visually, right? Oh my god, stunning! Yeah. Just stunning. It's like the a whole, every everything about the art was just nuts. It's like a zombie red skull sort of look to it, right? Yeah. And it's just beautiful, vicious looking, uh, deep dark eyes, and this wiry, skinny build to this villain is strange and weird. But yeah, he's carrying this like nine foot, twelve foot long lightsaber with these weird rainbow <laughs> rainbow bubbles coming off of it, which is beautiful and glorious. The art is very gritty. Very Jason, Sean Alexander, like you said. We won't go more into the art, but just intense and beautiful, and the coloring is gorgeous. And he is uh, wanting to get his granddaughter back here, right? And you're always afraid, every second, every panel, right, that the sword's going to come out of his hand. Yeah, and then he, it does. It does. He freaking drops the sword. Right, but because this evil monster has tempted him with... Yeah, with the, the image of his, his, his late wife. And that image right there, you and I both beautiful. said it, right? Yeah. It, this this image of his uh, late wife is breaks your heart, right? She's she's beautiful. She's silhouetted. There's this light of like God coming down upon her, right? And the facial feature on her is just like peace and serenity on her face. And she calls him by his nickname, like oh, hi bear. Yeah. yeah, just like crunch, heart crush. Yeah, it was um, it was an unintentional um dive into this person's psyche. That you didn't expect from this kind of book. Like I, I did not expect to like care so much about this guy like as right. much as I did. And and um, I think one of the aspects that I loved so much is just the aspect of family in this this whole book. Yeah, and that's how the sword has saved this man's relationships in his mind. Yeah. yeah. And 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 um, when he loses the sword and sort of like you're just kind of like no, you know, and and <laughs> yeah, you're, he's I, falling I for it. I literally <laughs> said that. You know, he's like, I will. Let your granddaughter go if you drop the sword. And we're all like, no, don't drop the sword. Don't. <laughs> that's the one thing. The sword has his back. And the sword has a mind of its own and it yeah. speaks. And what was the sword's name? I already forgot oh, the sword's okay. name, but it has an awesome name. It starts with a Z or something. It's like Zathram or something. You'll find it. I'll, you'll look at it. But um, it's just, it's, it's at its core, that family element. Yes. How Emmett was before he found the sword was, was heartbreaking. You know, it was really tearing his son's family apart. You know, the, his wife wanted to just get away from that. Like they, he was, he was yelling at the granddaughter obscenities. Remember when the granddaughter would come to see him and like, why do we have to deal with this? And everyone was crying and it was very traumatic. And then he puts the sword in his hand and all is well. And now he's fighting demons and he's fighting for his family's life. Yeah. It's very starlight esque starlight. Um, but the, the sword's name was Valifax. There you go. Yeah, and so you get this side story where these zombies are still invading the house uh, from the previous issue, and like you get this husband and wife like zombie oh. killing spree. It was it was in amazing. a corner in a corner yeah. with twelve bullets left. Yeah, and they're counting nuts. them. It's and like, then and then Emmett save or the Valifax saves the day by killing the demon who's controlling spoiler. them. Spoiler. And yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it, it's not. It, that's not even the end of the. It's issue. not over. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not over. So you yeah, um, didn't totally spoil it. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's just, uh, it's gut-wrenching. It's family at its core. It's easy winner and beautiful art just paired together. But go get this. Like I said, um, God Country is only on issue number four. It is a mini-series. I want to say it's ending on issue six, I think? Possibly? But... Uh, man, just beautifully done. Donnie Cates writing it. Jeff Shaw's art. Gorgeous. We don't want to spoil any more of it. We've said enough. But go get God Country. Easily the number one pick of the week. So there you go. So there you have it. That's it. That's all of our picks. Jables, what do you think? Good times. Good times. Very fun. Good times. Very fun. Those are all of our picks. Our greatest of the greats. Our comic book recommendations for New Comic Book Day, April 19th. Please go to a local comic book shop and buy all of these immediately. You will be so happy. If you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, just email us directly at chris at sunspotscomics.com and justin at sunspotscomics.com. If we choose your email and discuss it on a future podcast, we will send you a comic book prize from us personally to say thank you. Please sign up for our newsletter on sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And please tune in next week for issue number 104 of the podcast where... We'll be reading 26 new comics, not bad, for April 26th, and three new number ones, so potentially we'll be reading 27 comic books all together, and man, I hope they're all amazing. But here's a little glimpse in what's coming out next week. There's some, a lot of awesome stuff, so just to give you a little idea what's coming out for April 26th, Aliens Defiance next week's coming out, Birthright, Black Road, number nine, Clean Room 18, Detective Comics, Batman 955, can't wait for that one, Hadrian's Wall, Hillbilly number seven. Uh, infamous Iron Man again. I, I'm loving Infamous Iron Man, Doctor Doom being Iron Man, and Jim Henson's Power of the Dark Crystal number three, which is amazing. So just a just a little teaser, just a little glimpse into what's coming next week. Some really good stuff for issue number 104 of the podcast. So just subscribe so you don't have to miss an amazing week of new comic books. And uh, please just listen in. We appreciate it. And thank you very much for listening in. We really appreciate it. If you want to do something to help us out here at the podcast, just go to iTunes, give us a five star review, and a personal little positive blurb. We'd really appreciate it. And we would thank you. And I'll leave you with wise words, of course, from Peter Parker's Uncle Ben, which are... With great power comes great responsibility. Yes, and we all have that power within us. So don't forget to be like water, my friends. We'll all see you next week. See you later, Jables. Adios. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Thank you very much for listening. See you next week.
Comics now.